Welcome all the listeners to another episode of Trials and Meditations. Trials and Meditations. It's your boy Red Dragon. Just inviting my people in. So let the stories begin. Let the stories begin. I'm only talking about the first when I'm talking my favorite gen. It's time to reminisce with two of my favorite men. Whether you're saying two or whether you're saying Tim, make sure you say it here with two of my brothers, Kim. Kim Wa, Kim Ness, other Bedaini guests. No matter where the convo goes, never finesse. Rituals was our gathering place. Escaping the battle of this world, chanting that's why we called it a space embrace. This is a one of a kind podcast. Kings and Chiefs speaking, I'ma call it a God cast. This is a movement. I'm glad that you're tuned in. First generation of family reunion. I'm all in on this reminiscing affair. And every word that I speak is like a fist in the air. Simple kick in the snare is all I need for my comrades. Time to lift off. Better get on your launch pads. It's savage and fast. Very far from average cats. Every memory's an actual fact. I ain't going to bore you to death. But I say it with my heart and my chest. I say it in every part of my breath. S. Call it meditation and trials. I'm talking from state to state. This dedication for miles. Meanwhile, it's a celebration of all of us. No matter where we go, we'll never forget the cause of us. Round of applause necessary. Mind and body grow, but the spirit is legendary. Minnesota, North Carolina, the home of the host. And if you leave it up to them, they'll be doing the most. And everybody that comes on, I listen to every word, because it's probably a story that I never heard. Observe as I paint pictures. Evaluate the scriptures. Translated by mortal men who got it twisted. What if Egyptians never existed? First generation would never be a tradition. My tree of life grew from the concrete. Some of us didn't make it. That forever haunts me. Tribes of Ashanti lost in the Atlantic. Maduna tear visions I'm wishing for ancient Kemet. Present day living ain't a gift at all. So many slip and fall. Can't predict the corona with several crystal balls. Evolution of man tell me we got through it. Cooler heads prevail while I'm spitting hot fluid. Energized by daily reminders to breathe easy out left and right bondage. Let's bring it back to brother Farouk and brother Damon. Guarantee they'll be debating about some bacon every show. It might sound ridiculous, but these brothers about to take flight like Icarus. They're elevating the mind, refined and shine, divine dialogue, meditation and trials, moving the timeline along. The point of view with a guest is very important. Just remember you're being recorded. I get through my trials. Yep. Welcome to another episode of Trials and Meditation Conversation of the First Generation Y2K. I am your co-host Damon S. Trent, and the S stands for Savage. And this is Kim Ness, a.k.a. The Better Kim, reporting live from the backwoods of North Carolina. Now, if you like what you've been hearing on this podcast, and if you have not already, we invite you to subscribe and support the show. That's right, and if you already subscribed, we really appreciate your support. But go ahead and leave us a review and let us know what you think of the show. Hit that support button, too. Fats, what's good, EB? Ain't nothing much, you know, just grinding, cooking up. Uh, that's what's up, I hear. You know how we do it. Oh. Well, you know what that sound means. It's time for Count on Kim Ness, where I give you guys a weekly tip. Now, this segment is brought to you by the family over at Create Safe. Now, today's tip, right, has to do a little bit with how to make a career career change at a later part of your life. Mm. Uh, sometimes, you know, people go through, you know, jobs and, you know, careers that, you know, may not 
fulfill their 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 purpose. So what you want to do, step one, you want to make, you know, make sure you're making a change to your career and not just your job. You want to decide what career is right for you, find your passion. You want to take a look at your finances. Also, you want to refine your plan and then make an execution for your plan. And, you know, start over. It's never too late to start over and, you know, go down a different path. You know, it's, it's always, you know, I've seen people start their careers over, you know, 40, 50, 60 years old. So that's right. it's, it's never, never too late. It's never too late to reinvent yourself. It's never too late. My, In fact, I, I talk about this often. My, my grandfather, he was about 42 when he became a garbage man, if that makes sense. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he started a whole new career later on in life, but that's neither here nor there. That's neither here nor there. But I appreciate the tips. So let, let's just get into that's it today. Let's get in. Who we got on the show today? Who we got on the show today? Today, I, I can guarantee it's going to be crazy. We we're gonna do our best to start off in a monotone tone, and 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 hopefully things stay that tone. But when when you got friends like this that come on the show, you never know what's gonna happen. So on today's show, we have my brother from another mother, Mr. Anwar Amari. Let's give him a round of applause, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Amari. Anwar. Yo. Yo. What's going on? There you go. There we go. There we go. Thanks, thanks for coming on the show today, my brother, and taking this time now, you know, I remember when you were younger, or when I was younger, you were into martial arts. Do you, do you still continue with the martial arts? And you know, especially I know, I remember you were into capoeira. Yeah. What types yeah. of martial arts did you do? You study? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've been around martial arts um, most of my life, and capoeira, yeah, something I've taken to. Early, early on, my later teenage years, I would, I would say, nineteen or so, and and I haven't stopped. I mean, at this point, you know, Corona has got everybody, you know, doing all their arts and stuff, you know, on Zoom. Right. <laughs> exactly. You know, I, I, I still, I still try to do a little bit on Zoom, and there, but in general, I mean, I, I haven't stopped. So you're talking twenty-five years almost. I've been around it. Wow. Oh, man. but can, but can you can you still move like you used to when you were younger? Uh, well, you know, you know <laughs> none of us move like we used to. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> none of us joints like start tightening. Up. Time, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm still I would say I still just still get down with the best of them. You know, That's what's up. That's what's up. Nah, you always got to do little tricks for the youth, <laughs> right? You just you just hold a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Cheat a little bit, yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> so we exactly. were talking about, yeah, yeah. So, so you're talking about capoeira. Like, what other martial arts did you do or did you study or have you studied? Another thing, yeah, I started off with um, Kung Fu, man. It, it was me, I know my brother, um, Sefu, and I know I know them all three of us were doing Kung Fu. Oh, really? Uh, have you ever heard of Shaolin Wushu, a guy named Dennis Brown, was the, the, the head instructor there. He's you know, well known in the martial arts world, he's like the first kung fu artist to be inducted into the Karate Federation of the U.S. And he's he's kung fu, not even karate. So, you know, he's been in some movies. You know, he 
Wow. So yeah, we, we come from that man back in I was probably about what six we started. I was like six or something like that and we started training with them man. So didn't stop till I was just at least a teenager, an early teenager. I had my little gap. I wasn't really doing a lot with anyone and then yeah. I went on top of weather and I was like, Man, you know what, this is my thing. Just so y'all know, me and three other brothers were the first African Americans not the first African American, I shouldn't say it that way. I should say the first African Americans of my teacher. I should say in Brazil to be labeled uh, masters of capoeira. Wow! So Portuguese they say masters. Yeah. And so, so how long did that take you to be a a, a, cop, a master of capoeira? Or how did you say how how would you say that? I mean, you know, capoeira mastery it all depends on you know the teacher. But I know that the general theme is going to be. I mean, each teacher can decide. You know, hey, you know, this person is. Has reached his, you know, his his grade or threshold for, for what he feels, you know, you're, you're ready to be the master. You're ready, you're ready to to carry the to be an ambassador, rather to to you know carry the art, to carry the tradition, to you know, and be able to teach somebody else to the point where you really understand it. You have a lot of experience involved, you know. And I've been to Brazil to do something there. Oh yeah, at least four times. Wow. You know? And and and. Uh, few places in Brazil too, you know, where it's kind of like slum neighborhoods where you don't really, everybody doesn't venture. And then you go there and you be in, in, you know, around those guys, and, you know, this is there. Capoeira is like, so many people are, are, do it. It's like basketball or football. Mm. Here. Like, it's like, you know, if you were on a bus and, you know, you see some guy with a ball in his hand, you don't know how good he really is, right? You might be the ball. Right, so, right, right. You know, the same thing with Capoeira. There, then there is no ball. You have no idea until you see them actually get involved. But the point is that you could be walking around and just saying, you know, some other guy, he's a beast. You know, he's, he's good. That's, what, that's how it is. They treat him like gunsmiths. You walk in, walk in the bar, like, doo, 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 doo. <laughs> you know? Right, and you don't even know yeah. what's going on. You don't know. You don't even pick draw. You know what I mean? You yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, it's really interesting. But anyway, yes, yeah, so I've been in, in, involved in that culture for a long time. And they say at least 20 years. Mm-hmm. It's, really, it's really the theme as to what you, before they really even kind of consider you, you know. Is usually how it is because it's not even just you know tradition, arts, and philosophy. And training, but it's also music. It's also instruments that you have to know how to make the instruments. Wow! Right. I'm, I'm glad the you bitter, brought the instruments. The bitter, what's it called? Uh, the, the, the bitter bow, right? The bitter bow. Exactly. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not mistaken. You know, y'all had a little run in with Capoeira yourself. Oh, of course. We did. We, we used did. to. We used to. Um, <laughs> what a master ma- John Jao Grande, I believe his name was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to go up to um, 14th Street and, and, and mess with him. And then they used to come. You know, some of the brothers in the in the head, you know, used to do Capoeira, and some of the guys used to come over and train us a little bit at the head, a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, so do you play the beat and bounce, Anwar? You dabble. You can't, that's like riding a bike. You can't never forget mm. how to play the beat and bounce. Yeah, I play, man. I for sure. Absolutely. I, I could not, I could not, not, let me put it to you like this. This is, this is a crazy little story about the beat and bounce. So, when I, the day, the, the time I was, uh, became the message, which was last, in 2019, end of the summer 2019, man, I hadn't been to Brazil in like 10 years. Going there was really interesting experience for me again because, you know, I luckily I had to go to Brazil. On my, I went to Brazil by myself, you know, navigating the, the the airports and everything. I had to speak the language and everything. It was Portuguese. I had to, and, and I, I basically took a plane to one city in Brazil, then to another city, another plane, 
and then a taxi to a boat, and from the boat to another taxi that took me another two hours to get to where this event was, where you know they were we were having an international event where I was one of the people who they you know gave the master title to. Oh wow! But the thing is, is like it was in know, the bush, huh? Yeah, it was way out, way out. But the thing is, is that you know I had to speak the language. I had to, I had to, you know, basically, you know, just it was amazing for me to be able to go there and actually navigate. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Yeah, and then, then when I got there, that was a big thing. The point I was trying to make when I got there, then they basically, I was tired as hell, no what, like from the trip, oh. and they basically slapped me on on the, what they call the bateria, the band that plays the instruments. Mm. And they gave me the main instrument, the lead instrument, and said, didn't tell me nothing. They said, hey, you here, good. Oh, take the lead instrument. And I took the, I took the lead instrument and started playing and started singing. And then they just was like, all right, you going to jump in there and start jumping around and, you know, do some moves? And I was like, yeah, I got, I, 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 had, to, I had to go ahead and play the instrument right on the cuff, just like that. But a lot of people in the room who had never seen me, I never seen them. <laughs> Now in Capoeira, I I know it's it's a lot of, like you said a lot of music and it's a lot of dancing. Do you guys do any sparring? Is there any sparring in, involved with that? Well, the 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 answer to that question is yes and no. So the 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 no part is there isn't any intentional contact sparring. What that means is, you know, that your your intent is not to knock somebody out. <laughs> Let's put it that way. But there is what you call the game of capoeira, or they call it the yoga, you know. And the, the, the game is played where, you know, two people are, and capoeira and gola, to be more specific, because there's another version of capoeira, capoeira Asia now, and capoeira Asia now may be a little different, but I can speak from a capoeira and gola, because that's what my background is. And so capoeira and gola, you know, it's a, a game, and it's almost a game of chess, you know. You kind of want to, you know, look nice and do your moves, but you also want to be, you know, slick about it and, it's almost like, you know, just a black, a black way of playing any game, sport or something with the same way. You know, you can't just, you know, make a basket. You got to spin and, you know, <laughs> and, and, and make the bat. You know, you got you to gotta make it really look good. You know what I mean? Right. You got to, you know, go between your legs and then up for the layup. You know what I mean? You can't just, you can't just do the basics. It's like you got to make it look good while you do it. So it's something like that, but it's also just a game, meaning that, you know, everybody's intending to go home not hurt. Now, injuries do happen. People do get hurt, people do get hit, things go down, but the question is just about the intention. As long as everybody went in there with the idea of like, you know, hey, I just want to, you know, play a good game and then go home, no problem. But if you came in there looking like you was trying to hurt somebody, now there's a bigger issue. Than <laughs> right. So that's, but that's how it is. So there's, there's some, a version of sparring, if you will, but it's not like you're putting on gloves and pads and helmets and all that and trying to like, you know, hit somebody and, you know, with enough force so they feel it, you know, something like that. Now, I'm glad you brought that up and speaking specifically about the force and the pads that you said that you don't put on because I just want to take a moment for a second. Because I did uh, say that Anwar was one of my good friends. And I've known Anwar for a few years now. And so I'm going to go back for a second to when you were studying Kung Fu, you said, with Sifu Dennis Brown. Is that Did I get his name right? Yep. Yes, mm -hmm. sir. And so this one particular year I had came to visit you and your wonderful family. And uh, we were going to a, a sparring tournament out in D.C., and you were going to be participating in, in said tournament. It was me, your mother. It was the three of us, right? Mm -hmm. And so we get to this tournament. Do you remember going to this tournament? Absolutely. Okay, great. So, <laughs> but also what I remember about this tournament was this was the first time I ever learned about Spud Webb. 
right? But <laughs> because your mother was telling me about Spud Webb and he was the shortest person at the time to dunk the basketball. And I was like, oh, wow. That's what she was telling me. Anyway, so we go to this tournament, right? And we were probably there. I, I don't know if, is that, if it happened this way, but this is how I remember it, right? And so we were at this tournament for a few hours and we were just trying to get Anwar situated, you know, and get him to, her, to the right area. And then his mother was like, okay, so we're going to be over here at this mat. And so then we go over here to this mat and we go over there. And the judges say, okay, and now Anwar, you'll be sparring against Joe Blow from such and such school over here, right? Mm -hmm. And so now this, this was after waiting a while too. I just want to put that in to effect that we had waited a while for the tournament and for Anwar to start competing, right? So the his match starts. And if you blink, you would have missed it. Because I swear to you, Anwar did some like roundhouse spinning kick and kicked the dude in the head, right? And he just mm -hmm. he just <laughs> fell right, right out on the map like Man, I really wish there were cell phones back in the day and you was recording. <laughs> yo, every so I time see I see a little karate kick, I'll be like, yo, that's how they moved did it just like that. Yo, it's crazy, right? Yo, the judges were shocked. Your vantage point was different, you know? <laughs> I, I was super hyped. Like, yo, did you see that? Let's do it again. So <laughs> I don't know yeah, if he was as excited. I think the judges were a little shook. Uh, needless to say, that was the, the end of the tournament for all three of us after that. Like, he got immediately disqualified, and, and we were asked to leave the premises immediately, if not sooner. It was it was the shortest, longest tournament ever in, in the history of sparring tournaments that I've ever been to. Well, look, bro, I don't know if you remember, so I don't know if you remember. That was actually, I think, my, my second round. Mm. I think you got three rounds. And then you get to the uh, the final. And what happened was, I I got to the first guy, and you know, and all these all these guys these guys are from all over the country. You know what I'm saying? I don't know these guys from nothing. And I got to the first guy. And I'm feeling all good, like man, you know, not to mention, you know, you know, he was wearing a belt. And I think he might have been weighted higher than me, and whatever. And I'm thinking, like, man, I got to him. You know, <laughs> like, all right, I'm doing something. I'm doing it. <laughs> Yeah, and then the second guy showed up, and I'm like, all right, man, I'm going to get through you, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to get through you, too, man. And sure enough, man, I hit him with that kick. And all I can remember was, man, I, I don't know what your vantage point was, but my vantage point was when my face finally was coming around, and, and, you know, the focus was getting clearer and clearer, and I could see where he was <laughs> and where he was going. All I saw was him falling back, like doing a suicide backwards. <laughs> Yo. He looked like he looked like he had his arms out like Jesus Christ is falling back. Like falling, yo, he was yo. He didn't have any control of his faculties. He was just like yo. And I don't even remember the first guy. See how hyped that was? Like the, I don't even remember the first fight and it was a win for us and everything. It, it, it was crazy though. No, that was that was one of my best best times at a at a karate. I, I haven't really gone to many sparring matches thereafter, but that was probably one of my best times. Well, you know what happened though was I got I got disqualified. You got disqualified I got, immediately. I got disqualified because they said I drew blood. Oh, they said you did what? I drew blood. Mm. Listen, come that. I'm telling you, the all up. I don't even know how I did it. Was exactly you know what was you know what what how you know I'm hitting him in the mouth like that wasn't intentional to, to do that brutal with him, but 
the point is that he was bleeding like crazy, and they was like, "Sorry, they were like, yeah, you got to go right now, sir." I, I, I was crushed, man, because I was doing so good. I was like, "Man, I was crushed." I was like, "I wanted to get to that third dude." Man, <laughs> yo, that, that was that was it was crazy because it was, it happened so fast. So I, I don't even think the dude was prepared for it to happen that fast. It was just like, yeah, it was it, it was bananas. <laughs> He ain't know what was coming. He ain't know. No. He wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. But listen, though. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. No, so here's the, here's the thing, though, right? I, I I did say that we were friends, and I just want to point this out publicly because although you've been studying martial arts, you, you've done something that's super tough. And, and I just want to applaud you for your efforts, sir, because I, I do know that you have a daughter who's in college. Is that yes, accurate? Yes, and that's correct. You've been single parenting it for a while. Is that also correct? That's correct. Let's give them a round of applause for single parenting. Now, now we often hear ladies talking about how, how single parenting is going for them and, and things of that nature. But what the people want to know is how, how did it go for you? But was that a, Man, what I can tell you is I got so much respect for women. Mm. (laughs) I do because, I mean, you know, one of the few, I mean, not the only one, there's a number of brothers out there, but one, but definitely one of the few who, you know, have had a clear, you know, understanding of, you know, how how tough it is. Everything from the emotional, the financial, I mean, I mean, me. I can say I'm blessed to have you know a big family and mm. in a community that you know, won't let me fall so even from the emotional standpoint, <clears throat> financial standpoint as well, necessary. But <clears throat> the main thing is not that I'm not saying sitting here trying to tell you that I got a ton of help from everybody. That ain't how it is. But <laughs> at the same time, what I am trying to say though is, is just that you know it's 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 really what's the word. Um, it really makes you dig deep down to you know, understand that you know you made it. You, you made a decision. That decision was to bring someone else to the world. Right. right. That after you made that decision, you know that's happened. Now you need to, you know, that's what they put it. They man up. You know what I mean? Now in my case, like you know, after in the women's case, you know, where a woman is not as involved, and in the women's case, a man is not as involved. But the weird thing about it is, it's like you know. You know, you, you, you got to stand up in a sense, you know. You got to go ahead and take care of your responsibilities do what you need to do. And, I mean, because, like I said, that, that, that youth, you know, if you don't, somebody else, the youth will get some kind of education, some kind of bring, mm. upbringing by, by, by the world, by the society. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, you know, you, and you have a hand now to say what kind of, you know, head they're going to have on their shoulders, what kind of heart they're going to have, what kind of, you have a hand in what you teach them and how they, you know, what you show them. And all of that, you know. And so, you know, one thing I know from my daughter is that she she don't remember that, you know, my father was there. Maybe my mother wasn't, but my father was there. But she's not gonna run the kids and out there, which you know, unfortunately they, they do exist, but you know, the children do need a parent with it. You know, so they can't they can't they can't say that. They had parents always in their sense. Now from a from a male standpoint, you know, I would say it's still pretty pretty rough, you know, you know, raising a girl. You know, I was abnormal, man. You know how many times I done sent to the school with a head looking crazy? You know what I'm saying? 
Y'all didn't know how to lay. Oh, I know, I know, I know what you're talking about, buddy. <laughs> yeah, like you know, and I'm thinking it looked good, right? Right. <laughs> you did your best. Some people get out of school. You're like, dang, maybe I didn't do that good. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I mean, yeah, it, it's tough, you know. And then, of course, as they get older and they start having the female hormones start coming out and all that, and you're like, oh, what's going on? Uh, let me get somebody who's on the phone to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, so, yeah, from that standpoint, though, it's, it's definitely tough. But, you know, you know how we were raised, you know, we had a lot of love and uh, community around us and people that, you know, it's like, you know, like, in a way, you know, I can't let my child become issue emotionally or in, in any way, shape, or form because of that. Now, of course, there's always going to be something. You know, right. We always, we all got little stuff going on. Even if, even in the community growing up, you know, we we had family members who might not have been there, family members who might not have even treated us as the best and all this kind of stuff. So there's always going to be something. Even my daughter, I'm sure she got something. You know, but, but then even me, you know, y'all know, y'all know what I need to do, right? You know, what I need to do, you know, he's not my biological, in case I didn't know that, mm. you know. I'm not going to you know, get into any. That's issues. interesting because I've never knew that. You never knew that. So, yeah, it's not. It's not biological. So the thing is, is you know, that even with that, you know, get me wrong, that's my father, that's the man. Right, right. right. Yeah, He's been a man in my life. My biological died before I was born. Mm. Okay. How about that? Like, even if all I do wasn't there, I wasn't going to have him. <laughs> I wouldn't have Wow. Him. I might have my, my grandfather or my uncle or somebody, maybe. You know what I mean? But. Mm. But I wasn't going to be my father. <laughs> you know, I could have easily, especially if, you know, what was going on in D.C. back in the 80s and all that, mm-hmm. just like New York, you know, the crack era, you know, it was easy to get taken in by the street. Right. You know I mean? It was easy. You know, but especially if you're a young boy that had no male people around you to support you, to help you, to try to, you know, to get after you, you know, like, help even go after you. you know? I remember when I was pretty much just angry with my mom and the world, whatever the heck, man, and that man, who the came to after me looking for me in the streets was him. You know mm. what I mean? You know, that was him looking for me. So, you know, to me, that's the kind of thing I was like, you know what, that's the kind of love I got going up and I had to make sure my daughter was. And that's what you wanted to instill in her. That's, 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 that's super dope. So let me ask you this, though, because we haven't mentioned her name, and so I'm sure she has a name and that we would like to share with the people. What is her name, please, sir? Who? My daughter? Yes, sir. Nkati. Say again, because I didn't hear you. Nkati. 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 Oh, that's what's up. And, and she's in college right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what college does she attend? She's at Temple right now. She's at Temple University. Wow. That's that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Is So is she uh, virtual or is she uh, on campus? How's that working out for her? She's virtual right now. They were on campus um, early last semester, I guess, and then they got some many corona cases and they went ahead and shut it down and went all virtual. Now I think they opened back up, but just out of precaution, and she's she's going most virtual classes right now. So I don't think she can change. Anyway, she's virtual. That's that's good stuff. Well, what we gonna do right here, fellas? We are gonna take a quick commercial break. We are gonna listen to what our sponsors got to say, and then we are gonna come back and get to it. After these messages, we'll be right <laughs> back. All right, all right, all right. Uh, welcome back, welcome back. We're still here chopping it up with my man, Fifty Grand Anwar Amare. Now, now, Anwar, if I talk about the time when I was raised in a society, I would always say that my name is Kenwa Mendaku Walters, 
and Kem Ness will be Kem Ness of the Auxebes, right? Right, right, right. And that's the that's the name I use most often. I use Kem Ness to my you know to to my close friends. You know what I mean? My legal. You know what I mean? That's what people call me who don't really know me. You know what I mean? So I, I let them call me my legal name. But Anwar, do you have a comedic name? And if so, would you like to share it with the people? Absolutely. My name is Sunday Moot Ayaku. Sunday Moot Ayaku. Now it's interesting you just mentioned that comment about you know only you know telling you know your close friends your comedic name and everybody else called your legal. And, and, and it's interesting because you know my Capoeira crew we were talking about earlier, my Capoeira family, those people, they actually call me by my comedic name. Mm. Oh wow. <laughs> Yeah, and like you said, everybody else, I don't really know that well, they get the gun. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, so who gave you that name, Sonny Moeku? Oh, man, you know, be honest, I don't know, I'm not sure. I'm mm. thinking it's a little funny to do. Who gave most of us our name? He gave most of us our name. This is very true. Well, well, I, can remember, I remember that, That I mean, I'm not, I can't remember if somebody else talked about it on one of your podcasts, but remember that we uh we had that giant naming ceremony in New York mm-hmm. in Brooklyn. I don't even remember what the name of that that building. Five forty at five forty Atlantic. Yes, that was I don't even remember all I remember was them putting all of us in a big line. <laughs> yeah, they just they start picking out of a book. They were just like this one for you, this one right. for you. <laughs> and then they was funny and it said the vision name so fast. Like, and then moved you on, right? right. <laughs> then I got to the, the, you know, the 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 people, you know, with the with the with the, uh, with the dating, and I was like, they said to me like, "What's your name?" And I had to think about it. Like, yeah, what did they say my name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what did yeah, they I, say I, my I, name I, was? I believe they were just picking stuff. <laughs> just picking stuff out there. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, it was funny because, I mean, to this day, I mean, I guess I got a decent idea, you know, from, from learning more about the society and how they do names. I guess I got an idea how they come up with them, if you will. But back then, we didn't have a clue. It was just like, you know, <laughs> oh, your name is this, you know? I mean, your name could have been, you know, the female, she could have been Aisha, the dude could have been Kwame, it would been the same, we the same thing. We just knew it was African. That's all we get. Right. Yeah. So what, what, what is the most interesting name that because we've had, We've gone through some names on here. And uh, what's the most interesting name you've heard? Well, I, I don't know how. In, well, the problem is, man, y'all going to get me in trouble. <laughs> no, no, we done already aired everybody out already. It don't matter. Oh, man. I mean, but I'm talking about people who ain't necessarily, you know, like first generation people. That's the thing. That's oh, the no, that's thing. even better. They got the name. We, we got all. We all right. <laughs> So my, my, the one I'm, so like, it just bugs me out every time is the, the Eb, Eb, mm-mm. That's somebody's name? That, that, yes, when yes. Kenwa, Kenwa knows it better now, than I do. It, I don't, I don't know the, it was Eb, Eb something. It was definitely. Oh, Eb, 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 yes. Eb, don't lie. No, but you know what, you know what my new Eb, favorite Eb, one is though? I can't, I can't lie to you. My new favorite one is the Shep Sawa Hete Ponibo. That that one right there really just takes the cake for me. The Hete Ponibo right there. Hete Pony? Hete Ponibo. That's, and, and someone Pony said this. Boo? Yes, Ponibo. Right. 
Pony Boo? Pony Boo. Like, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, that's not real. Are you kidding me, Pony Boo? Pony Boo. That's, that's what they said. And I, I'm just going along with it because I, I don't really know. But, but Sonny Moo, tell us, do you remember what your name means? Oh, yeah, I remember. Okay. Um, I don't know if I'm living up to it. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. Because, I mean, and also, you know, that's another thing. Like, what's like, let me tell you what it means. Like, but, you know, it, it definitely is something that's kind of like, you know, like, what? How, how the heck are you supposed to do that? Like, so, it's <laughs> so, so my name is One Who Harness the Magical Beings of Light to Bind Together with All. Because we did talk about earlier, your pops. So why don't you tell the people, so they could be just a little bit more familiar with you, who who your parents were. Let's start. Let's start with your parents, and then we'll dive into the football team, which is your siblings. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, at least that's better than the Jacksons. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I thought it was a little bit more than the Jacksons. The Jacksons. <laughs> <laughs> It had to cut the weight on this No, but seriously, so so who who are your parents? Let's talk about that. Okay. So um my father's Orwahe Madhu, the D C community mother, Orwah Inesha of the D C community. And you know, my father has three other wives. my aunt, my aunt. Mm. Okay, now we, we did have two of your siblings on the show already last season. We had Amina Carter mm-hmm. and we, excuse me, Amina Carter, a Seketamut, as it would be, just so you guys are familiar and keep up. And we also had uh, KB the General. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and KB the General suggested well, well, well I'm gonna get back to what KB the general suggested in a second right 
why don't you tell us who who the rest of your siblings are? Just just to give us a refresher course, because this is also something too that I want you to talk about. Because if I was to say to you, Sande Mu race or ace, you would know who I was speaking of. Yes or yes? Yep. Yep. But KB had no idea what I was talking about. So, <laughs> so why don't you yeah, talk about who who your siblings are, and then we'll take it from there. Well, well, let me give you. Okay, first of all, let me say something about KB. It's interesting that KB situation is so. We, we know KB is is, is is a stage name. Yes, sir. Yeah. So what's funny was one time, you know, I was at his place, and you know, he's got an online, you know, fan, you know, fan, fan base, you know, and he had a week of good, you know, he got a few hundred people listening to him, you know, either he was in his studio making music or he was doing something. I don't know, but he had people on there, and I started yelling his name to him. <laughs> I was saying his, his actual name. <laughs> right. And then, you know, he put everybody on me, but they couldn't hear him. It was like, yo, man, say <laughs> KB. Say KB. <laughs> you know, he's basically like, wave his eye, like, yo, stop, dude. <laughs> out me in front of everybody. <laughs> right. You know, so, yeah, so that's, 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 that's my man. But, yeah, I ain't going to say that. Because he did come on the show and he does have a lot of fans, and but he did uh, tell the people of the world, you know, he he did share his name with the world. Oh, he did. So he, he did. He did. I just wanted to put that out there. He, you know, he let us know. Okay. Cool. All right. Because I, I, right now, you know, ever since that incident, I'm always <laughs> which name I say in front of who I have to look around the room. Who was around here before I say? <laughs> Are we are we around family and community, or are we around you know other people who don't know that name. You know? Right. Like, yeah. So, but cool. Okay. So, getting everybody else. So you know, you know. So, you know, I always make a joke about our family saying that you know there was me and you know Sefu and Max and not us, the older ones, and then I call everybody from Secure on down the second batch. Right, <laughs> first batch and the second batch, <laughs> and so yeah. So basically, though, you know, my siblings is Sharima Samari, Tina, Mark uh, Sanders, Yana, uh, and this is an order of actually age too. <laughs> oh wow! And you gonna put them out there like that? Okay, okay. Hey, and so it's easy for me to remember them that way. You know, <laughs> that's what basically what it is. This is how I remember, you know. So then you got Sefu from Kimeru or Lali, and you got me, and you got Sefu Mina, you got uh, Tineri. I don't say the other name because she don't she don't go by that. Mm. Then we go, then we got uh, Shakira, Shakira Heriyu, Marmen, um, we got Saitia, Basa, Weaver. No, actually, Kess Tagamir. I don't know if y'all know Tagamir, mm-hmm. but we got Mia. Yeah, yeah. And we got, and actually, that's not an age, right? Meaning that that's talking about before Kubasa. But anyway, we got Kubasa, talking about Marira, and we got uh, Mary Alcatel. Yeah, I think, yeah, you was kind of messing up those those younger ones, but they are so much younger than us that it's funny because that second batch, out of the second batch, it's hilarious. This is, this is hilarious to me because out of the second batch, I, I know a good four of them, right? Mm-hmm. But if you let them tell it, they don't have any idea who I am. 
Like, oh, this guy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that guy right over there. Yeah, yeah. Nah, they don't know you. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's, and this is funny, know, though. You know what's funny? Because listen to this, though, and I'm going to tell you this, though, because Sartre knows me really well. I, I would I would, I would, say that. And and this was just something I was thinking about, too, and sorry, boys. It's because, and I might cut this part of the show. I don't know. But I did spend a lot of time with your family, right? Mm-hmm. But I spent a lot more time with your mom. Did, mm-hmm. did, did that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And so so that, you know, all of the, the children from your mom know who I am really. Like every, if I was in DC, what at the society, I was hanging out with you and your mom. And if y'all was in New York at a thing, hanging out at the society, you was hanging out with me and my mom. Right. Right. So, so on, on that front, I, that's why I believe that Saitea Secura out of the second batch. It, and they are of the older of the second batch. No, more men is older than Saitea. Is that correct? More men is older. Yep. That's yep. Right. But I just, I just think it's funny that they don't know me, and that that even extends on to Jamoke and his brothers as well. Like I don't, I don't think any of his younger brothers would know me either. And I they were just so young; they were just like babies. They was, they were like babies. But, but, but again, and we weren't that much. We weren't old, older, but we were like, you know, ten, twelve, when they were just like, you know, one, right, just born. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We were, and man, so much, so much has changed and gone on. I mean, I, I mean, think about it this way. When I first took my first, when I took my first trip to Brazil, I was like 20 years old, mm. and my brother's mom and I took like a tent. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up here getting on airplanes by myself, going to other countries, mm-hmm. you know. And these boys are in fifth grade, you know. Right. I mean, waiting for recess to hit the bell, they can go play outside. <laughs> so, yeah. So the gap is there. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a gap. But but you know, we still say, say, say something. It's interesting. So, I forgot that Shetty was Rashid's sister. I right. forgot. And so, well, that's how I saw Shetty back in the day, because she was hanging with Weaver. Mm-hmm. And I, don't, I can't remember what how we got on the topic, but at some point, I was like, you know, Kim Walk. And she was like, <laughs> <laughs> and she, she was like, wait a minute, you mean my brother Kim Walk? And I'm thinking, and then you know they like, oh right, she's right, she's right, she's right. I forgot about that, man. Your Didi and her got the same father. I forgot about that. They do. Yeah, there's a bunch of kids in the cell set who knows where they came from. I mean, that's, that's real, man. We wanted to put a tree out there. Oh man, <laughs> it's too long. It'd be so. It'd be all kind of connections. It'd be like mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. yeah, everything be circling back. <laughs> no, but it, it, it's really cool how how connected we are, though. Yeah. Because, and and I, I'm a, I don't I don't know how else to explain it. Like, I, I just think of you guys as as my brothers, even though. You know, we're all of different relation, but it's just, just a connection that we have. And, and I don't even know if I'm making sense, but that's, that's really how I feel. But listen, though, Sonny Moo, because when we were growing up, right, in New York, we had to attend a society school. And our society school was not like any other school in the, in the city. We, you know, 
we did things a lot differently than other schools. Did you guys? <laughs> we poured libation for an hour. We poured li- <laughs> Listen. Absolutely. No, listen. So, where, where, did you guys have a society school in yeah. D.C.? Absolutely. Absolutely. And and uh, what was the name of that school, by chance? It was called you don't know what that means. That was going to be my next question. My, my bad, my bad. Nah, maybe, I mean, we'll put it this way. I was I didn't go to Azabama Zoo forever. Okay. <laughs> so the younger ones, you know, the Shakiras and those, they might know what that means. So, so I, since you didn't go forever, how long did you go and what grades was this? Oh, that's a good question. Let me think about that. I think, I think I went, I think I went to... Maybe three years, four mm. through six. Yeah, yeah, like four through six. Years. Was it was it always in like a building? Because you know when we were coming up, like we had school in like people's living rooms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, like, no, that's how it started. After, okay. For me, y'all know, y'all, y'all should know that you know at least a good sixty to seventy percent of what y'all experienced in New York made its way down the D. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in some in some version. Right. In some way. I mean, think about it. Think about the food. Think about, you know, the relationships. Think about, you know, so everything. You know, if it, if it started happening in New York, it was making its way down. And then what's funny about that? You can even take that to outside. So I said, you can take that to just like a movie came out and playing in New York. Eventually, they planned it down here. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff. Everybody like that. Because, you know, New York is a little more the business matter. Everything is coming out there fast, you know, compared to other places. Mm-hmm. That's all. Yeah. Now, you know, I want to give you this advantage for growing up in D.C. And this is actual factor. I'm about to, oh, my goodness, Sonny Moon. I, I don't, I'm going to do it. I'm going to have to do it. All right. So, anyway, check this out, right? You guys in D.C. grew up listening to go-go music, correct? Absolutely. And as such, I think that your musical palette was a lot more vari- wide. You know, you had a more variety in your, in your musical bag because you listen to go-go music as well as the rap and hip-hop that we were listening to. Because in New York, it was just rap and hip-hop. It wasn't no more of that other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, this is going to sound crazy, but sound crazy. the thing that I, one of the things that I remember coming up was when Sonday Moo put me on to NWA. You remember that, Sonday Moo? I remember putting you on, but I definitely remember NWA when I was young. <laughs> Remember that happened for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You definitely put me on to NWA, and you put me on to uh, Too Short. You remember that too? I remember Too Short. You yeah. put me on to Too Short and, and stuff. So I, I want to ask you. So was it because that you guys listened to Google music that you was just so open to other types of music as well, or was it that you just like these other kinds of music? Or how did that work out for you? Well, well, well. Let's put it to you like this. I mean, so the. the to help you understand, DC is an interesting town, right? Okay. So, so you have a strong go-go underculture, right? That that has made it so. The reason why go-go was so strong in the city was because the people who were forming bands and playing instruments were the same people who lived down the street from you, who were in high school in your class with you, mm. <laughs> you know. I remember being in junior high school in the seventh, eighth grade, and my classmates were 
one, not not all of them, but a few of the classmates, some of the other ones who were from the other classes, they were different grades, but they all they were part of the entertainment, you know, at a pep rap. Mm. And they were playing and they were playing go go music. <laughs> you know? It was like the idea that you would see your your neighborhood people who you were cool with, you know, to actually like to party with if you will, and hear them play music, play songs. A lot of times the songs are my songs that they made, you know. But that's really in my opinion, I took it all the time, but that's really like a that's just a, a musician thing. Jazz musicians do it all the time. They play plenty of stuff from Thelonious Monk and, you know, Duke Ellington, all types of people that they didn't create. You know right. People play other people's music that you in your band because making up your own music every night is not easy. <laughs> you know. So that's 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 normal. But the thing about it is, you know, that that culture was there. But at the same time, in these there's also, and you, I know this because y'all know Obi, right? There's also a culture where people were doing what come out of what came out of New York. So there was the break dancing, you know, mm-hmm. there was the the, the, the pop lock and hip hop stuff, and, and, and that culture. And, and even even my brother stuff too was a big old, you know, you know, hip hop. Uh, what do you call it? You know, dreadheads back in the day. College, mm. I used to go, and him and the New York boys, and, you know, they would be in the clubs in D.C., you know, doing all of the, the circle hip-hop dancing, you know, the next track. I was doing flips off the walls and all types of stuff. Oh, wow. And my brother said, who was with them? You know, sometimes say is the city was, was, was split in the terms of, you know, there's these people who do these, you know, do this kind of culture, these who got to do this culture. You know, everybody did a lot of different stuff. And now, then you have people like me, and there's quite a few of us, who really did with that within everything. <laughs> you know, we got to listen. I've been to plenty of, you know, of course, plenty of go-go shows uh-huh. all my life. You know, I, 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 what you call it, even listen to a lot of reggae. I remember back in the day, when we used to go up to New York, and I was playing, playing the reggae, playing all the dance hall. And I remember at some point when we were, my sister said to me, and I was probably, I don't know, I think 10 years ago, I don't remember. But she was like, I was playing some culture reggae in the car. And she was like, oh, are you getting in the reggae? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm getting the reggae. Are you kidding me? I've been, I've been listening to reggae since the 80s. You know what I'm saying? I've been listening to reggae way back. You know, you play a reggae party at the retreat, and you wasn't even, mm-hmm. you know, and you were laying, going to bed with your mama, you know what I'm saying? We were partying. But my point is something like, so we have this different pockets of groups in, in, in D.C. like that. You know, you have people who, really like this or they like that or they might have liked you know a little bit of everything you know it was never you know only this or only that so to speak and i was one of those kind of people and then you hold on let me say one more thing when you get to the idea of of the go-go culture and, and the hip-hop culture you know what happened was and and the go-go culture kind of got spotted from what was happening in new york with the hip-hop culture so what happened in hip hop culture is DJs were coming on the scene and the DJs were really like, you know, throwing parties out, playing track after track, you know, getting everybody hype and everything. Right. And what happened was DJ culture came down to DC and what happened was the people the, the the band culture that already existed couldn't couldn't compete. Because what happened was the DJ playing song after song could keep people on the floor. But bands were usually going like, all right, everybody, we got to take five. You know, I'll be back. You know, some guys go to the bathroom and do whatever they had to do right. before they can play some more music. So then what happened was in order to keep up with the DJ culture, bands in D.C. started started um, playing percussion between tracks. Mm. And then during the percussion, they would, they would do a go-go culture where they would, they would do the call and response and they would, they would you know, say, say hi to people out there, say, you know, 
that. You know, hey, I see so and so tonight, and I see y'all over there, and how y'all doing? Right, 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 right. So they would do this as like a filler between songs, you know, mm. and they would keep the music going. So because they could keep the music going, then all of a sudden people enjoyed that and you know, love to go see a live band because yeah. there's still something to a live band over here. Oh, yeah, because I used to hate Go Go. Like, <laughs> when I went to school, like, they used to play it, like, you know, there was a lot of people from D.C. that I went to school with, and they used to play Go Go. And I used to be like, man, if y'all don't turn that shit off, <laughs> like, right? Until I actually went and saw it live. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? And then it was a whole different type of, different like, energy. soul music. Yeah, man. Like, it's really something that really moves your soul if you re- if you hear it live. But, you know what I mean? When I heard that, I just didn't like it. But live is, is, is definitely like, like hearing a, a real reggae band or something. You know what I mean? Like, it's, there's something special to it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Live is a totally different experience. I'm, in my opinion, it's just about any type of music. I mean, mm-hmm. I heard Zydeco before, and then I happened to hear a Zydeco. You know, that's a, you know, if you don't know about it, that's a, a Louisiana uh, Bayou sound down there. Mm-hmm. Louisiana, mm-hmm. Texas. You know, and that's the only place you really find it. I know a guy from, from Houston who lives up here. And they step into that music. Exactly. Well, he, he never heard it exactly. Except that he never heard Zydeco up here, right? And so when they had the band, he wanted to go see it. I mean, he wanted to go see the band, and I was, whoa! I was like, man, they were good. It sounded, mm-hmm. it sounded awesome, man. And they they be playing the, you know, washboard and you know, yeah, 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 yeah. instruments that you're not used to seeing people play, and you know, it, it sounded great though. But it's all it's all African music though. You know Absolutely. what I mean? All African drums and and, and derivatives of that. Absolutely. You're right. The, the culture, the culture is 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 is, is, is deep <laughs> everywhere that comes out of it. You know, you want to hear something? What's the man? A musician. I know him, Carlos Santana. Mm-hmm. I can't. I've been looking for the interview. I can't find it. But I remember in an interview, they asked him a question. You know, saying that you know, you know, he's Latin American guy and he's playing music in the United States. So you know, how does he feel about being a bridge between? you know, the Latin American culture and American culture. He said, well, actually, I play African music, mm-hmm. and I feel honored to be able to be a bridge between Africa and the Americas. <laughs> That's what he said. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget that. That's dope. Super dope. Carlos is, is a super dope uh, musician. Now, we talked earlier about you playing the beard and bow and uh, other instruments associated with capoeira. Do you play any other instruments that are not associated with capoeira? No. <laughs> no. Okay. No. Okay. However, I will say this. You will say uh, this. Most, I will say this. Um, when I was younger, uh, high school, uh-huh. I did play, I did play the trumpet. That's what I was looking for. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, I did play the trumpet in the, in the jazz band. So, and, a, so no more trumpeting for you, sir? No, I haven't played. I haven't picked up a trumpet in many years now. So. <laughs> I did also not allude, I, well, not allude. I did say on on the show with KB that you weren't really good at the trumpet. And I just wanted to make sure that I I said it while we had you on the show, sir, because I didn't I didn't remember you being really that good at the trumpet. I didn't. I didn't. Let me tell you an interesting thing about that. You know, as much as I really wish I had stayed with the trumpet, mm-hmm. the reason why is because I did find out in my late teenage years on a whim that my grandfather on my biological dad's side, right, meeting him and talking to him, and happened to be telling him that I was playing the trumpet. And he pretty much tells me that he is a, a, a trumpet player, jazz musician. And what I didn't, when I found out later, 
by looking online and finding he's from Pittsburgh. And looking, a lot of people don't know, like New Orleans is known for, for jazz. You don't know back in the day, like in the 50s and 60s or whatever, uh, Pittsburgh was known for jazz. Mm. So the thing about it was he was actually in the Hall of Fame archive for Pittsburgh jazz musicians. Wow. <laughs> exactly. I mean, he was talking to me like it was nothing. Like, hey, I'm playing this trumpet concert. I didn't know he was that good. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, awesome. that's awesome. That's that's super cool. So now, you said that was your grandfather on, on your father's side? Yeah, my life's father's side. That's, that's what's up. Now, we got to get into some stuff that happened when we were growing up, right? Okay. And unfortunately, as it would be, it's going to be really embarrassed for my, embarrassing for myself. Can we can we agree to that? Some of the stories that's, that's going to come out today is going to be embarrassing for okay. me. As it would be. But we're not going to get to that right now. Right now, what I want to talk about is this. Because when you went from Asebame suit to, to the next school in whatever school that was, was it a public school or was it also a, a society school? No, for me it was a public school. It was a public school. Okay, great. Now, was that a big transition for you? Or was it an easy transition because you had siblings that also made the transition with you? How did that work out for you? I, I would say it was, let's see, can I call it a big transition? I would definitely say it was a transition uh, because all of my previous experience had been Afrocentric private. Mm -hmm. You know, before I was at Asama Suit, I was at Ujima Kachule. Mm. First, I think they just celebrated 50 years almost or something, but the point is of a of having African Senate and education in school in the city. So anyway, so that was my first, you know, school I went to and actually, believe it or not, I actually graduated from there for high school too. That's that's after public school. But anyway, <laughs> the thing is is that, yeah, so going from Akazama School to public school was definitely the only thing I would say was my favorite place is that I had my two older sisters had already done that. They mm -hmm. went to uh You know, I did. I did know that it had been done, but it was definitely different because you know, you know, the whole idea and the, and the um, you know, the history. You know, it's like you know, you, you have a lot of patience. You got, you know, you loot this and all. You know, you got to right. everything is a lot of respect and a lot of. So you spend a public school environment now. It's just you know, wild kids, free fall, <laughs> spend it every day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying it's like you know, all these fights going on, kind of crazy.
to teach you nappy-headed kids. <laughs> teach y'all, you know what I'm saying? Some of this stuff, right? And she said, ain't nobody. And she said, if the kids I put out of here, they're not failing. <laughs> it's like, look at the kids in here. Which one of y'all think y'all failing? Everybody knows the thing, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know. So anyway, I, I remember everything she said, but, you know, I definitely have a lot of respect for her because she was, she was trying to wake the kids up to say, listen, man, it ain't no joke. You sitting here you know, laughing it up, want to be cool, you know, throwing yourself away. You know how that is. You know, want to be a fool and all of that. And, you know, but there's other kids over here who are actually, you know, they're actually here to, you know, to do, do better. To learn something. Right, fact. So, so when you went to uh, to public school, right, because I, I know this was the case for, for us in New York. We were strictly vegetarian. No meat. How, how, how would I say that in Iran? It was, <laughs> there, was, there was no meat. There was, there was no steak on my plate at all, right? Right. <laughs> so was that the same case for you guys you out in D.C.? Oh man, you know it, man. Okay, okay. And so, so when you went to public school, now that you had this this freedom, did did your eating habits change by chance? And anything? Oh man, ah man, I was vegetarian. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you smelled it. You smelled that. You smelled the cooking. I ate the one carrot and broccoli that was on the plate every day. <laughs> <laughs> every lunch hour, you know? Man, listen, you got a taste of a of a turkey hero? Oh, it's over. <laughs> man, I was praising those. You know? <laughs> Everything from, you know, slop, sloppy joes, <laughs> pork sloppy, pork sloppy joes. You know wow. what I'm saying? And from to, I mean, what else did they have? I mean, they had, you know, meat lovers, peaches, and all of that, man. I was, I was eating everything, man. It, it did not matter. And I was happy to do it. And part of it, though, was it wasn't all about flavor, though. I'll be honest, I'll be honest. A big part of it was stigma. You didn't want to be labeled as vegetarian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you didn't want to be, you know, the, the vegetarian. You know, you know, the African dudes. Yeah, that was, that, that was just as weird <laughs> as anything to be saying you're a vegetarian. Yeah. It's like, you know, oh, man. You know what I mean? It was, you don't want to. So, it's like, even if you didn't like the food, you know, like, mm. you ate it. <laughs> just. Just so you could be one of everybody else and not be singled out looking like you're different. And you know, when you're in school and you say things different about you anyway as you're young, they're gonna point that out. Right. And they was gonna they was gonna pick on that until everybody else joined exactly. in. And exactly. I, I definitely have to agree with you. That's that's a great point that you make too, Sonny Mo. Using the diet as a way to fit in. I I don't think that we've had any guests come on the show and talk about that specifically. That was that was that was a great point because I, I would have to say that I did that as well, too. Like, yeah. Yeah, you know, just to fit in. So of the things that you ate, you said you ate everything, pork, sloppy joes, all of that good stuff. <laughs> but what the people really want to know, this is what they want to know. You ready? <laughs> they they want to know. Uh, I'm, I'm going to get it right. I'm going to get it right. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. They want to know, did you have any bacon, sir? And is bacon or is bacon not delicious? Bacon. I had bacon. Okay. I've had bacon. I don't remember that I had bacon after public school. <laughs> Maybe some before. I don't remember. But all I remember was, yeah, I definitely had the bacon and the bacon. I will say this. No, no, please, but hold, but hold okay. on. Let's not gloss over that fact that he said that it was delicious. Now you can say that. Now you can say that. Please say this. No, I was just going to say, but I have had other parts of the pig. <laughs> 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 and I 
And I didn't appreciate those nuns. You know? <laughs> I remember going in the kitchen and opening the pot and seeing the pig feet floating in the pot. And I was like, oh, no. Nah. <laughs> Listen, my grandmother, rest her soul, she used to make chitterlings. I, oh, I, don't, yeah, know, too. I don't know who she made chitterlings for because I... It's the most disgusting thing I've ever been around in preparation. Oh, sting for. up the whole house. Sting up the whole house. Like you serious? Yeah. Like I couldn't even be in the house while she was making chitterlings. Like I'm, I'm gonna go to Aunt B's house and hang they out say, with you. Know, you gotta say it down south though, right? They don't say chitterlings. They say chitlings. They say chitlings. <laughs> not even chitterling. They say chitlings. Chitlings. That's how. That's how they pronounce it. Like chitlings. Now they might have. It might have originally been chitlings. And they just saying it real fast and turned into chitlins. Chitlins, right? But but still, if you say chitlins, they be like, "You mean chitlins?" <laughs> I'm deep in yeah. South Carolina. This is a while ago, you know, some in the '90s. I'm I'm in South Carolina, and I saw a sign. It said, "We have butt meat," and and I just remember thinking, like, people eat butt meat. Like, who eats butt meat? Like, that's not a part of any animal <laughs> that I would. I would want to eat is the butt. Like I, I'm gonna just pass on the butt meat. Like I, I don't know, but you know, people, <laughs> people eat every part of the pig, though. You know, if it works for them, it works for me. You know. <laughs> now, Sonny Moo, I, I did allude earlier that we were gonna talk about some of the embarrassing times of my life, and I, and I guess I, I guess this will be as good a time as any, right? Because this is actually, although it's embarrassing, this is actually one of my favorite. Stories to, to hear or tell, all right? Do you remember the, the summer that I came out to visit with you and your wonderful family? And we went to the pool? Oh, yeah. And I forgot to tell you guys I couldn't swim? You know, actually, friend, <laughs> man, I have, I have to say, man, you know, I, I'm, 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 I'm actually I'm impressed and I'm, I'm happy that you really talk about that moment. But I know that, I, yeah, I, I know how much, how, how bad you felt. I felt just as bad. <laughs> that was uh, that was probably the the most embarrassing I've ever been in my life. Right. So so Kevin, let's, let me bring you up to speed. Okay. No, no, let me bring him up. I'm, I'm gonna just set it up for you. I'm gonna set it up for you. Then you can I take it. From, I'm, I'm gonna do the setup. Okay. So uh, it's uh, it's Sande Mu and his family, and and then uh, it used to be this other family, Sande Mu, that used to be in your house all the time. You remember that? Yeah, I don't remember. Well, we, we had a couple of different ones. I don't oh. know if you want to Okay, talk okay, about. great. All right, so this family used to be there, and they had a lot of kids, too. And they were, like, a few years younger than us, like, and the mm-hmm. boys were. So they were probably, like, if, let's say, we were 14, they were 12, right? And they said, well, today, guys, you guys are going to have to go over to this community center, and you guys are going to play in the pool for the day, Right? Now, they had a, a low end of the pool, you know, the shallow end, I guess that's what you call it, right? Where you could walk in. Then they had the deep end with the diving board where you could do all kind of tricks and stuff. You following us so far, Chemist? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Now, this other family, they had the little boys. They were, you should have seen them. They were doing somersaults, right? They were doing like Arabians off the, off the diving board. Diving in, they looked super fun, right? Sonny Moo and his family, they was all Sonny Moo go. <laughs> well, man, let me back you up just a little bit. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, so, what I remember was we were playing in the shallow end, and then 
some of us were going to jump off the board and play and, you know, have a good time, you know, just being able to jump off a diving board. And I remember, and this is why I feel bad, I remember going back to the shallow and asking you, kind of digging you on, to come and jump off the diving board with us. And I was like, man, you got this. Oh, you can do this. You can swim, right? He was like, yeah, I've been to the wild. I'm not swimming. I've been to the wild. Excuse me, I've just said the whole last time at the wild. Something like that. I remember. And I was like, well, come on, come on, man. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's go to the wild side of the man. You're missing out on the fun. You're missing out on the fun. Listen, I own the <laughs> <laughs> was like, "Yeah, I'm from Brooklyn. I, I can do it." <laughs> but, yo, I, and I keep, I kept saying that these kids were younger than us, right? I'm watching them do it. I can do it too. Them niggas could do yeah, it. Exactly. I could do it too. Not a problem. I'm listening, so animal. No, no, no. So the thing is, from this point forward, if you could just imagine Kimwa, you know, like this was all slow time motion, like back and. In line, first of all, in the line to get to the dime board, inching up. He still hasn't got out of line. He's inching up. He's inching up slowly. Here's his turn. He's sliding. He walks through the edge. We all stop. This is like a movie. All, the whole room goes quiet. And everybody's looking at him. <laughs> and here comes his dismount. And he jumps and lands in the water. And then he starts splashing and splashing. And we all, wait a minute, he can't swim. Holy shit. Yo, I didn't know what to do. I was like, oh, oh, oh. Man, I'm sitting there like, my hands on my mouth, like, oh my God. I'm not fucking trying to drown my boy. I'm sitting there telling him, like, you know, have fun, but I can't swim. I'm up here trying to, man. And the, and the lifeguard jumped in and got him. And I was, oh, my man. Jesus. And I, and I felt, man, you know, the ride home was when the rooms all quiet and nobody said anything. No, before, before the ride home, though, before I want to point this out, before the ride home, right? Like, we didn't leave immediately after I, I almost drowned, right? Like, we, it was still probably like an hour or so left. I, I hugged the wall. You understand? I didn't leave. <laughs> yeah, he kissed the like ground a, after he like got a skating rink. Like, oh. He was hugging the wall. Like, I'm not going back I'm out there. I'm not moving, no so he kissed the ground. He kissed the wall. Damn. Mm-hmm. You know, he asked the guy if he had a pair of handcuffs. He's going to handcuff himself. <laughs> He's like, I ain't going nowhere. Okay? I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but man, yeah, that was man. I'm glad you were willing to bring that up, bro. That was I was so so bad. Even to this day, I feel bad. Oh man, don't don't feel bad. It's uh, it's, it's my fault. I I didn't tell y'all I could swim. I begged, like, hey, this man on, like, come on, man, you can do this. You got this. You listen. <laughs> Gas you up. Gas me up. Put the battery in my back. Wound me up and everything. Let's go. I, I just Boy, you swim right. You got the wire right. And I was like, <laughs> I was telling them everything, man. Like, yo, what you doing, yeah, man? So, so that yeah. let that be a lesson to you. Peer pressure is real. Right? <laughs> oh, so real. Now, now y'all know, y'all know. Fast forward when I became, uh, I think, eighteen, nineteen. I actually became a lifeguard. I were myself, and I had two saves. Mm. Save, save kids, save kids' lives. One of them was jump off the diving board, kid. <laughs> and all you and think of was, was that was that was kid. <laughs> yeah, I had to have one though. That was karma. I was like, yeah, uh huh. He tried to drown the kid. Now you have to save him. You know? <laughs> uh, 
absolutely. Man, that that's you know, we we having a great conversation and you know, we touching on a lot of different things. But there's one question that I asked all my guests was basically would you would you change the way you were raised? Hells no. That's what we like to hear. I mean, man, I'm gonna tell you it's like this, it's like it's like, you know is it possible that we could have been raised different, better, in a different, you know, environment or something like that. We could have had more money that made us more comfortable, whatever. It's right. possible. You know, God could have gave us a different life. But it's something like, you know, the what we what we what we were able to to get. I mean it's just it's not it's not tradable it's not it's not duplicatable it's not <laughs> duplicatable we're, we're so we're so not it's not even just the fact that we're unique it's like our uniqueness gives us a bond mm-hmm. you know it gives us a bond that is like you know we know we could be and really we're not really talk every day we may not really keep in touch with everything going on but we do know there's somebody out there that understands our world mm. understands the history you know understands how we were raised just like them like like i don't know how they can't see that y'all are related like right exactly like nigga, y'all, y'all they could be triplets that's how that's how much y'all like y'all look mm-hmm. and, and i just want to point out your mother's looking a little younger than you so you better tighten it up over there. <laughs> yeah man it's the gray hairs for me man the gray hair. <laughs> Retirement age. Right. You forget that. 
And, yeah. and, the, thing, and the thing is, they want us to forget. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe maybe in there doing their cheat Kong and whatnot. Exactly. I mean, I, will, I, mean, I have to say, man, you, you got to give them some credit. They do oh, yeah, good. absolutely. They do look pretty good for the age. Absolutely. All of, all of them. Yep. All of them. Yeah. But, I mean, at the same time, you know. We, we could only hope know. to to live mm. and look that good. You know, they, they, don't, they don't hear us as well as they used to. You know what I'm saying? We know, <laughs> 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 know, know they got all that going on. Now. You know, they, we know they had some knee pain last week. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Complain, didn't leave the house and didn't want to tell nobody. You know, <laughs> nah, facts. Yeah. But you know, we also we we talk about here like when we come back together because, like you said, Sonny, we 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 don't see each other as as often as we would probably like or as often as we should. But one thing that Kem Ness and I say all the time is when we come back together, it's like we never left, and we were just interested to know is that how you feel as well? Absolutely. And like I said, and for me, you know, not that we, like all of us will be open to, you know, revisiting this part of community and, and doing, you know, spiritual, you know, rituals, whatever. And not that we were open to that, but I, I do know one thing. The experiences that we had, like, give me an example, a simple thing, like with the retreat, you know, they still do a little joint, but guess what? They, they, everything has been you know, change in terms of the rules of the environment down there that they don't do it around bonfires no more. Mm. They don't have they don't have bonfires. They don't have they don't have any of this business on the ball field. Wow. Oh really? Yeah. Everything is in the gym, which is no longer a gym. It's a theater. There's no basketball court in there. So oh, sure. They don't have nothing on the ball field. Nothing. Oh we'll get into that. I mean, maybe time. something else, you know, that's mm. but my point simply is to say that our experience you know, was so much stronger, so much richer. Mm. Before, you know, we would go there and be like, not to say anybody wants to be back, but we would go there and be like, man, what are you trying to do? You know, we got this. But even, even you know, you think people are so far removed from a sales set, and, and I, could, I could probably let you know that, you know, I would say, the majority of people still follow in some way or another what they were taught growing up, whether it's just a meditating, you know, meditating or, you know, all the way in the society or if it's just, you know, following the, 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 the different deity cycles and you know what I mean? Or doing Oracle readings. I would say the majority of, of, of us still, you know, carry on those traditions. It may not be on a full-on ritual, you know what I mean? But right. the majority of us still carry on some of those practices. And, and even down to stuff like the color of the day. Like, I, well, I don't know if you guys do that, but I still do that sometimes. Like, the color of the day is today. Is... Oh, yeah, I do too. Absolutely. I'm doing it right now. But now, this is interesting about life. For me, I really don't know about everybody in New York, but I know for D.C., I can say this. There's nobody who went and became a Christian or a Muslim. Mm. There's nobody who has done it. Everybody else has, in some way, like you said, you know, keeps that in their life as, you know, their, their, this is the way they connect to God, you know, in some way. It's just like you said, it's just, you know, like you said, something simple, like color of the day, whatever it is. There's something people do 
you know, that you're going to see that that's where it comes from. They have not traded it out for something else. You know, down. Facts, facts, facts. Yeah. And so no down. Are, are you officially in or are you out? Uh, this is something that I, Man, I, I... I've been stuck in the same limbo for the last 10 years or more. <laughs> <laughs> Which is one foot in, one foot out. You do, you do what's necessary for you in your life. That's, that's what it is. So basically, the, the, that basically means that I do participate at times. You know, my sister, you know, she got a property recently, and the community did a, 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 um, a, a, a purification of the house, and I was there. You know, and I was involved. I wore my wife and everything. And they put a drum in your hand, and you get the drummer. Yeah, they gave me a bell. I played the bell. Played the bell. That was actually what was intended. Is that everybody can you play the bell again? Like, okay, I play the bell. Right. But, just don't ask me to possess Sebek. That's about <laughs> exactly. That's about as far as we gonna go right now. Exactly. But no so, doubt. but I mean by out. So that's kind of the inside. The outside is, you know, I'm not as involved with everything that's been. And so, I mean, and that could change. I could, you know, but what I mean by involved is like I'm in all the, I'm in the meetings, and you know, they now they, you know, they have a, they have church dues and like paying that stuff, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like it's involved where you, where you're really, you know, really involved. They really call on you and expect you. Right, 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 right. But you remember, not, not remember though. I mean, it's something like a church environment that has its, you know, has, has its, its, its pros and cons as well. You know, so right, I mean, right. If something happens with you, you know, they may not be there for you. <laughs> and then for the church environment, but you were giving them your time and effort, and they usually will be there for you. Nice. So, so everything that's that's just you know, just community period. Yes. No doubt. But, and speaking, but of community, speaking about the reach, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, no, fast. You go first. You first, sir. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I mean, I was just talking about like the retreat. You know, we was talking about that, and we thinking about doing something, something around that. I ain't gonna let it out right now what it is, you know, until we get further right. along the road, you know what I mean? But, you know, whenever we do our next first generation event, you know, we always, you know, want to see your face. We always, you know, you, you always come and support whenever you can. But, you know, we always want people to come out because you never know who needs to see you. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, you know, my motto, you know what I mean? Why I want people to come out and support, you know, it's, it's good for the, to come out, but you don't know what it could do for somebody else just to see you. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right, so we, we definitely want to get you out to the next first generation event whenever that's going to be or whatever that's going to be. We don't really know what it is. <laughs> like it's going to be Zoom right now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we, yeah. Well, we see, we, we want to do something in the physical. So even if we got to wait a year or so, we'd rather, you know, we'll put something together on the Zoom part, but we, we're we planning a little ahead of this. You know what I mean? You know what I'm trying to say, bro? When we get out of the pandemic, yeah. whatever it is. Right, when we get out of this, whatever it is. So, we'll so let, me, let me say one thing for you. Please say one more thing. I want to say about the, uh, talking about the retreat situation. So interestingly, my daughter has been recently, I'd say in the past 10 years, more retreats than I have. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, stayed, and stayed for, I mean, most of the retreats. You know, they, I mean, almost all, sometimes she might have stayed a weekend, but most of the time she was staying for all of it. 
You know what I'm saying? And now, on one hand, I mean, part of that's because my mother was paying for it. And stuff like that. <laughs> be there and stay there. She wanted her to get the, the spiritual vibe and all that. But me, I wanted her to get the experience of being there. But like, I had it. Yeah. I, I always wanted that for my daughter, too. You follow me? Yeah. You know, so yeah, because the retreats were like, were, were it for us when we were coming up. So if you, want, if you want to call her her people like you know third generation or something like that, she actually has friends from New York, from Chicago, from she got friends from other cities, no doubt. Just like just like we have all had growing up. You know? That's what's up. Yeah, I'd be interested to hear what her experiences are like though, because like you said, it's not the same thing. They don't have the bonfire in the rich <laughs> the ball field. Like. I don't know about you guys, but the bonfire ritual was one of those rituals that was pretty exciting. Like, it was one of those things that was like must-see TV. Is that, is that what they call it? <laughs> man, man, you're the best, man. Are you kidding me, man? I don't know if you remember, man. You know, Sasha used to be sacrificing back then. They were sacrificing chicken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, we ain't going to get into all that on the We ain't going to get into all that. <laughs> all right, all right. What I want to say down there in that in the retreat area, there's a marine base. And in that marine base, sometime on the same night, they have a new ceremony to bonfire. You hear the cannons in the back. Oh, yeah, all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I'm just saying, you know, you think they, the cannons aren't there, this right now. <laughs> so, it's. Oh man, it was just a different time, man. It was just a different time. It was it was real. It was uh, yeah. if you didn't have one of those good flashlights, nah. but this was this was a great conversation. Uh, we could probably go on and on and on and on, but we're gonna kind of wrap this up. But we wanted before we get you out of here. We want to know if you have any uh, projects that you're working on because I, I did understand that you were doing a new endeavor over there, and then we want to let the people know what's going on and how they can support you in your, your new a endeavor. new endeavor. Yes, sir. You know, with the you mixing it up over there. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I, I just you know <laughs> in my late years in life because we just I, talked about we just talked about renewing your you uh, revamping yourself. Yeah, exactly. You, you did. You're right. So one of the things I'm doing is I'm I'm starting to DJ some. So, you know, interestingly, what happened was my brother, uh, KB, <laughs> KB, well, I was there when he had his fan base on. I was playing a lot of music in the background. And most of that was stuff that was already mixed by other DJs or just uh, tracks that were on YouTube or whatever. But people kept asking him, man, like, what is this playlist? Who is this music, man? Can you tell me what that track is? What's this track? What's that? They kept asking him. Mm. He said, man, they are loving these songs you're playing, man. And for years, people have told me, like, man, you know, you got a good ear for good, for good sound, for good music. And so you should definitely, you know, do something with that. Use that. Obi's coming. He's becoming music critic. You know? mm. <laughs> tell people, yeah, this is hot and all that stuff. You know, you could. You know, you could, you could do that. And so anyway, my, I just decided to go ahead and start, you know, giving, giving, taking a stab at, you know, you know mixing it up, you know, the ones and twos. And so I'm, I'm still, you know, I'm a rookie, if you will. But right. at the same time, you know, I'm learning. And I've actually just presumed, I've actually even started learning how to mix videos. Mm. And so I've actually done, you know, some video mixes for people, which is, of course, when you're on. Um, you know, doing 
Zoom party or an event or something like that for people to actually, you know, see, you know, video when the music's playing instead of just some type of like, you know, electronic, you know, uh, laser, you know, shakes right. or something like that. You know, it's, it's way more appealing, way more comfortable. You know? So, so yeah, that's what I'm, I'm doing recently, man. So, so do you have, have any mixtapes, or are you online, or, or is there any way that we can support you? So. Let's put it this way. I don't have anything I want you to hear right now. <laughs> so let me put it this way. I said, well, let me not make it sound like, you know, I'm not doing that. No, I can, I can make some. I'm pretty good. I can I can make a halfway decent. You know, I've had people listening and asking, why isn't it on? Why did you put it up there? And play. So, and so like, well, you know, I'd be making us a playlist. I'd be saying stuff me? about this, about the, you know, copyright issues and all that type of stuff. You know, and they're like, yeah, let that happen to happen. <laughs> you know, but so, so yeah. I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll definitely uh, uh, just send y'all a link or something like that. That's what's up. That's what's up. But I have a lot. I don't have a niche. Though, you know? I play lots of different stuff. I can play R&B, hip hop. I play bongo. I play play Afro beat. I play a lot of that. A lot of the Caribbean, soca, reggae, all of that. And I like a lot of stuff. Like I said, growing up, learning like a lot of stuff. And I even I even have Brazilian music, you know, <laughs> and even, even some reggae songs, you know. I got, I got, a, I got a lot. So, you know, that's what I do. I want to be able to, you know, I can appeal to whatever audience. That's what's up. And so, when you get that playlist together, right? We we love to hear it back because you know we are we are interested in supporting our, our brothers and whatever it is that they do, and uh, especially on on the musical tip. I'm definitely uh, excited to hear that. Definitely appreciate y'all. I probably because my man told me that you know. The video mix I did with a lot of it kind of a, a lot of old school. It was kind of was a black power thing I did recently for mm-hmm. the uh, the Kwanzaa, and uh, a few people told me that. So I'm like, okay, you know, even though I do know there's some places in there where it's kind of like that. But anyway, the point is, you know, I'll probably throw it up online so y'all know something like that. Oh, absolutely. That's what's up. That's what's up. well. This is gonna be a great spot to close it right here. So with my brother Sunday Moo and Walmare, we appreciate you taking some time out to come on and build with us. We want to continue support and love out to your family. Fast, you want to? No doubt. Yeah, man, you know, let me just say, appreciate y'all. Y'all keep doing what y'all doing. You know, y'all, you know, keeping the whole first generation, you know, connection, memories, everything. Just keeping it alive, keeping it alive, man. Something there for the kids, grandkids to be able to, you know, uh, to, to, to listen to them. You know, hear the stories and all that. Well, I ain't got no grandkids yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, but if no time soon. Is, this digital stuff will be around when they get around. <laughs> you know, It'll be a we digital did. implant. <laughs> but no, I'm just saying I appreciate y'all. No, we appreciate the support. Absolutely, because everybody does a little bit and it becomes a lot. You know what I mean? That's right, that's and, right. And, you know, we'll, we'll check on you good people's next time and don't forget to meditate and let it marinate. That's right. Safe it up. Remember, crossover, but don't sell out. Peace. Peace, peace.